intro again. Don't. Please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, it's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god, no. Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching you. So, either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Cody Rhodes is hot dog water solidified. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We're your hosts. I am No Contest JD. I'm having a up Jake. I'm not having a beer, and I'm decisive winner, Will Diamond. And I'm the Carpet City draw, Shane Daniels, and we don't talk about Bruno. What? I, s- I never actually watched that. You never said that, maybe? Kidding? Mm-hmm. I think, what are we talking about here? Well, we no, don't brush no, clearly. No. I figured Jake would have. He's got like eight kids. He knows. He knows we don't talk about Bruno. Apparently, Jake doesn't know that we don't talk about Bruno. I don't know that Bruno is. There, there's two things you don't talk about. Bruno and Fight Club. Yeah. But you just talk about Bruno. You're no, betting about no, the live action. You don't stare bender. But by, talk, by saying you don't talk about them, you are therefore talking about them. No, we mentioned on there's It's different. It, it, it's not the, it's not the same rules as the game, which you've not all now lost because you thought about it. I've lost the game literally every week for the last three weeks because fucking somebody mentions it every damn time, and I don't know why it's so popular in the year twenty twenty three. You guys all lost the game. God, you did too. I didn't even know. I was thinking. Oh, what's going on up here today? Fellas, uh, kind of an uneventful week of wrestling as far as like WWE and stuff concerned. We got a lot of indie stuff to talk about, so let's touch on those few things we need to talk about first. Um, apparently, Elton Prince is injured thanks to Rich Holland. I'm not sure if it's actually his fault or not, but I'm going to blame him because it's Biggie. Mm, I blame Shane McMahon. <laughs> it's easy to do. I think it was Shane's fault, but that's that's too bad because now Kit Wilson's just going to be trapped on like main event until Elton's back. How long is that going to be? Oh, a separated shoulder could be anywhere from two weeks to two months. So we ain't gonna get that tag match, huh? It's it's injury season. I feel like a lot of guys are getting hurt lately. Yeah, it really sucks too because like. Pretty Deadly's got a little momentum. The only thing I don't like about what they're doing with him right now is pairing him with Austin Theory, who's kind of a charisma vacuum. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, him sitting on commentary was fun. That's one way of putting it. I feel like John Cena was right, though. John Cena was extremely right. I know if I heard that. It says John Cena was right. It's just so sad how at Money in the Bank he accomplished so much more in that single little segment with Grayson Waller than he did with Austin Theory actually beating him at WrestleMania. That was the shortest John Cena match I think we've had at WrestleMania too. Like Cena definitely mailed that one in. Well, he said that's all he's got. 
I doubt that. I think he just didn't want to fucking do it. Kind of think the same. Well, he's got to work a big angle eventually once once Jeff Jarrett comes back over. The Drawler of Doms versus Big Match John. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a money match right there. Jeff can retire him. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hate that for Open Prince though. It really sucks. Gonna stall a little momentum they got. Um, but best wishes, speedy recovery. Uh, we'll see uh, how things shake out on television until he comes back. Uh, looking over NXT. Ilya Dragunov and um, Braun Breaker had a fucking banger of a match that on paper made no sense but once it went on television it was amazing it was it was really uh, good I really hate these fucking nicknames though badass Braun Breaker oh yeah they're insufferable we can't come up with anything else other than badass Bond breaker. I mean, he's fucking Gobert, but better. I think it's mostly just because he sounds like his uncle. So if he says badass loud enough, it sounds like he's saying badass. Badass. It was a good match. Uh, you know what I'm really weird about? I'm, I'm interested to see the lone wolf and who he was talking to around the tiki torches that reminded me of a fucking. Whatever. Tiki Georges. That never sounds good nowadays. No, it's looking real racist. <laughs> well, uh, that was a good shaved head. And that's been his look for a while. Yeah, but also yeah, but the Tiki Torches and the white here. hood with a pointy top. Like, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's like, fuck this fedora. Does that mean he, a hood. he's the only dude in wrestling whose hairline was in faster retreat than Tyler's? Is. Oof! Hey, you leave Beach Day Hitler alone. <laughs> and here's uh, the thing about that though: I was like, I took my edibles before, and then like when I saw him, I took him like an hour before, so I was already feeling good. So when I saw Beach Day Hitler pop up, I was like, I lost my shit. So uh, let's look over at Dynamite. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole still pairing up, and they're going to be the finals of the Tag Team Eliminator tournament thing they're doing. Yeah, the wrong uh, team won. Wrong Wait, team. what, Will? Wrong team fucking won. That should have been Big Bill and Brian Cage's match. Who the fuck is Big Bill? Big ass fucking Bill. I know who he is. Yeah. Um, he's that dude. So, like, I don't agree. Veritable, who's that of wrestling? Because Adam Cole and MJF have legs. Not nearly as long as Big Bill. I mean, if you put them together, yeah. And then there's Brian Cage's legs. No one has more legs than that team. Literally. Yeah, they're a very You're talking width and length on Byron Cage. What? Width or length? Both. 
And then uh, the girth. I mean, those are some big fucking legs. For a big fucking bill. But now MJF and Adam Cole are fun. They're... It's weird seeing Adam Cole do more like heel shenanigans but still be babyface whereas MJF is just every Ricky Morton wannabe. I really love the spot where they were going to go for the fucking double clothesline and then they ended up getting double clothesline like three times. That was incredible. Between that and the pop once MJF finally hit the suplex on Big Bill. The pop they get when they actually hit that double clothesline is going to be insane. Just because of how much they built it up now. I can't take a dude seriously that going by Big Bill... You're still on that? Like, <laughs> I can't do it. You moved on. But you're, you can get behind. You're five minutes behind, brother. Yeah, but what about Big Dave? I love Large David. Well, what about Big Country? Can we talk about Big Country? No. Big Country. Is that wrong? Indie wrestler in backwoods fucking anywhere. There's a Big Country. Feels like there's a Doink the Crown. Just like there's someone named Bubba in every southern community. I really would like to book a battle royal with every fucking big country in the country. And then (laughs) the winner gets to be the one big country. It's always going to be one. It's like a Highlander situation. I know. It's the only one. Smackdown this week was coming to us from Raleigh, North Carolina. I was supposed to be there, but we sold our tickets because uh, lazy. And um, and you missed Paul taking that fucking super kick. Man, I know. I know. But it was fun watching from the couch and just be more relaxed. Man, uh, that was a big moment. Like uh, Shane just said, Paul take the super kick. How often do you see that happen? I see that all the time. Not Paul Heyman eating a super kick. All the time. I just like everybody shits on Paul for being a manager and he doesn't really do shit but fucking sit there on the corner and then I'm like I like it. Yeah, I just but when he does take it it means more. Thank you. I don't know, I think he should be doing more. Why doesn't he do four fifties? That's how he lost his hair the first time. A four fifty. You know, I love how he also called himself the favorite Juso. Oh my god, I died. I started just fucking dying laughing when I heard that. <laughs> now, uh, you remember that TikTok or that Twitter uh, thing I sent you guys where it was like, this is the most scary dude in the bloodline and it's fucking solo. I cannot, I, every time I saw Solo standing there trying to be a badass, I just saw him dancing with his fucking cornrows in the kitchen. <laughs> um, oh, I was gonna just say, because we did skip over Dynamite, the big reveal at the end. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't really a big reveal so much as it was we all knew it was coming. Except for Paige, you saw that shit like a fucking month ago. So? It was more of a, uh, more of just a, hey, we're confirming what you've all been thinking. That love is real. 
I'm excited to see Kota Ibushi in AEW. Uh, I think he'll bring a lot to the table. I want and I want them to make Jr. say the Golden Showers back. Did Did you guys hear the story about how they had to like scramble and change plans because Ibushi got lost at the airport and Kenny couldn't find him? No. Yes. Really? They, they had to switch around the format because Coda got lost at the airport and they'd sent Kenny to go get him and Kenny couldn't find him. And and in my head, it's way more hilarious because I can just picture, like, Kenny, has anyone seen an obscenely handsome Japanese gentleman running around this airport? <laughs> Where is he? Reminds me of the time that Bobby Eaton got lost and Sigmund had to go down there and find him at Atlanta. See, I feel like it was just like the beginning of heavy rain where you're just following the balloon. Jason! <laughs> it's uh, just Kenny going, call top! <laughs> we, uh, we got the return of Bobby Lashley on SmackDown jumping back over there. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like he's taking the Street Profits along with him. Are we going to reform Hurt Business, revamp? I, I'm they just should, something new. They should not do Hurt Business again. I think them as a trio is weird, but Fuck it. Go find the black cool You know, it might be weird, but like, what else are any of them doing? Um, waiting for the bloodline stuff to stop. <laughs> I'm just glad to see Bobby Lashley back on television. Well, while they wait for the bloodline stuff to stop, they can do other stuff. Well, so they've taken my position. What is your position? Waiting for the bloodline shit to stop. Um. Also, some of uh, business. I could just like hear Shane's dick getting hard. That's because they were the coolest fucking faction WWE had in a while. For they starters, really were. they had Bobbert Lashley, the goat. Lashers. And then he had the greatest wrestler of all time, Shelton Benjamin. Shelby B. We got which another Phil Cash fan. It's still a crime to me that he still hasn't won the big one. Well, there you go. Let him beat Roman. Yeah, that's going to help Benjamin. That's going to happen. That would be neat. He can be world champion. I want Jinder to do it. No, he's at his time. Because I just want everyone in the arena to just start violently throwing up. Was, uh, were they on Raw? I didn't watch Raw. Were the, was Jinder and his fucking goofballs on fucking Raw? They had a promo. Good. A pre-taped. Good. Yeah, they're going for the tag belt. Are they fucking, are you fucking serious? That's mm-hmm. that was the what the pre-tape said. Um, got another failed cash-in from EO Sky. It's already getting boring with the, the fail cash-in part. I don't think she should be failing her cash-in every time. I'm actually goofy as fuck. And it's all because of Bailey. Hear me out. I love Bailey, though. I love Bailey. Next week, she tries to cash in, but then Bailey throws a banana peel down and she slips and slides under the ring. Like Titus O'Neil style? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a good way to build her up as like a strong up and coming babyface champion. That's definitely the way you do it. I can see that. That's how you make the crowd believe in you. 
I'll say get Charlotte on my television. Yes. Get Charlotte on my television. Come on, you know you love Charlotte. Yeah, no. Everybody loves Charlotte. We even did an episode called that, remember? I don't know. WrestleMania made me We got shit on the internet because everybody loves Charlotte for whatever fucking reason. Because their last name is fucking Flair. Ric Flair, here, here's a hard pill to swallow. Ric Flair isn't even that fucking good. He doesn't even belong on a fucking top five Mount Rushmore. Sorry. Solid agree over here. Anybody else want to agree on this here? I don't know. He had nice hair back in the day, so I think that that keeps his spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Williams criteria. Eighty one time I was like, dude, you watch one Ric Flair match, you've seen him wrestle a hundred matches. And then everybody wants to harp on the, the Steamboat trilogy. It was like that was all Ricky. <laughs> That's all Steamboat, man. Let's jump over to Let's jump over to Slammiversary Hit a few results from that Trinity won her uh, the Knockout championship as expected uh, Will, did you get to watch all that? I did, it was a neat Little pay-per-view Trinity won the Knockouts World Championship They Deanna might be done I don't know, it felt like If she was done then that would be A good send-off for her Subculture won the Impact Tag Team Championships. Love to see my boys Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster winning belts in the U.S. And what was overall a really good tag match, I thought for sure Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan were going to be winning it. But I guess Rich Swan will just never become Grand Slam. Kenny King won the Digital Media Championship because I don't know. I really yeah, I don't understand the logic of taking that off Joe Hendry. Yeah, because Joe Hendry's been doing fucking great, and Kenny King is Kenny King. Talk uh, to us about that. We had Leo Rush winning the X Division Championship off Chris Saban. That shit was neat. I didn't yeah. expect that either. I didn't either, especially how it went down with a very heel Leo Rush taking it. Don't worry. In a week, he'll fucking retire from wrestling, so it ain't gonna matter. Don't be hating just because he's thriving right now. Um, talk to us about that main event. You know... I wait, no, first. First, Eric Young returned. What about that first? Eric Young came back to life. That shit was neat. That was a fun little match. Scott Demore was actually looking pretty decent in there. Like, he was hitting some really good-looking drop kicks. And was surprisingly quick. Apparently, Eric Young left WWE because he... Because of Vince McMahon. Straight up. Can you blame him? That's incredible. And I liked it. It gave... It didn't give as much payoff for the design storyline as I would have liked but I know they're gonna keep going with it so how do they explain him coming back from the dead it's impact alright you act like people haven't died and came back to life there before I don't watch much of these products 
Rosemary has died twice and is now currently alive again and is back to Courtney Rush, her original gimmick. Okay. But didn't wasn't Rosemary like a spooky gimmick? So I guess that kind of makes sense. Like the Undertaker's died three times. Exactly. Spooky gimmicks can die and come back, but Eric Young's not spooky. Um, he's been fairly spooky and he got stabbed to death and he came back because Team Canada. That's not spooky at all. There's nothing spooky about Canada. It was extremely spooky. They were plotting Canadian music. But also, we had new Knockouts Tag Team Champions in Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. I think they should just keep the belts on them for a while because they don't know what else to do with them. Yeah, um, Masha's a hard one to book. I was going to say, that seems like counterintuitive booking, though, if you don't know what else to do with them, put belts on them. Exactly. Oh, Makes for great television. Well, no, because then, then your title run's not going to be. All they, look, need to do is just, all they need to do is just have solid matches for a while and then feud again. Right now, Chili title defense with a uh, Josh Alexander return. Uh, Will, how big is that? Oh, Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander is going to be fucking crazy good. That's going to be a good-ass match, and I'm assuming Alex Shelley is going to retain because Heel Machine Guns is going to run Impact for the rest of the year. So JD revealed, re- revealed that he's racist and all people from Michigan look alike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, overall, Halpitz? I feel like Alexander returning very much overshadowed Aldis, who gave a really good performance. And he shows, like, he's a really good big fish for small ponds. He's just not good for anything larger than this scale. Because he will not be booked the way he wants to be booked, because he's he looks good as a main event guy in somewhere like Impact, where right now they've got they're top of the cards a little bit looser right now, especially with a few injuries. I'm just glad to see Josh Alexander has healthy again. Um, he was the best part of Impact for a while. It was faster than I expected. Is it? Yeah, same. All right. Let's shift over to the indie stuff. Because we have got a, lot, got a lot to talk about. Uh, SCI dominated the weekend. So let's start off with our RCW and get the report from there. Well, well we're going with me first then. Okay. Um, the official headcount for the show was actually 166 paid. And, you know, you, you always hear that whole, oh, they're inflating their numbers. Now, I'd believe that shit because it was 115 fucking degrees in that building with all the people. It's actually very impressive for SCI weekend too. Oh yeah, C one apparently drew uh, three figures too, with Chattanooga being closer to McDonald than Chatsworth, clearly. So the area is doing good. You're saying good wrestling draws. That's what you're saying. Evidently, but the uh, fucking crazy, isn't it though? But. RZW, if you did for the uninitiated, uh, didn't know that we did the um, 
RCW versus New South show. There were eight matches on the card, and the results ended up being split four four against four. So no one came out on top, and everyone knows the draws are just like kissing your sister. So imagine that. So does that mean that there's going to be another one? That's the scuttlebutt in the locker room. Uh, first match was Steve Dave Enterprises versus Hunter Drake and Dylan McQueen, which I didn't get to see that match, but from what I heard from outside, crowd was all into that. And uh, old Trinity at RCW apparently made a pretty good showing for himself, impressed a lot of, a lot of people, turned some heads. Uh, Drake and McQueen got the win on that one. Uh, Walker 13 and Nate Wilde was next. Walker 13 got the win on that one. And dude, that guy is, uh, fucking, he's like Shane size, but he does this like serial killer zombie thing. And it's awesome. Like, I know the indies don't really do like hokey gimmicks much anymore, but fucking this guy. Is he's like scale of one to 10? How hokey is he? It's not, it's just hokey enough. So I'd say a six without it getting silly. Right. So did Nate Wilde lose because he fell off the side of the earth? Is that a flat earth joke? That's fantastic. Match <laughs> uh, <laughs> three was the, the RCW tag champions crazy train. Him and AJ Styles can have a great conversation with each other. Floating in the void off the back side of the turtle that's carrying Earth through space. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think they're banana shaped myself, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> the Monty Python riff. Uh, the tag team champions, Crazy Train, faced off against the Green Street Posse. And uh, Crazy Train retained on that one. Uh, match four was Torque versus Tyler Franks. Torque won that one. We went to intermission. Hell yeah, Torque fucking winning everything. Let's go. Uh, next match was Braden Toon versus Brandon Collins, which I heard was just the fucking tits of a fucking match. Like, Braden's coming into his own and fucking Brandon's a little machine. Big shout out Braden too for uh, getting featured on GCW recently. Yeah, he was at the backyard show. Mm-hmm. Uh, match after that was Johnny Viper versus Donnie Primetime, which was my person. Because I don't know, Johnny Viper seems to be like an overlooked feller in, in the air- area, and I don't know. It seemed like M wasn't a thing anymore. People just kind of stopped paying attention to Johnny, and. Um, I've always liked Donnie, primetime. He's New South and a Pro South guy. Like, Also kind of glad he dropped the Janela name. Oh, the Janela name was annoying. Yeah. Uh, um, after that was Ethan Cage versus Brandon Williams, in which Ethan Cage won. That was your semi-main event. Look at there, Shane. Your son won a match. About Tom. <laughs> With his new bad guy attitude. He's channeling you. I might have gave him a couple of pointers on it. <laughs> and then your main event was Chris Krunk and Kevin Ryan against the the oh-so-popular wacky tag team partners that can't get along. 
babyface number one contender Brent Banner and yours truly the RCW heavyweight champion Jake Murphy and Brent hit me in the face with his knee and Chris and Kevin pinned me because he turned on me and it wasn't fair and I'm upset you sound upset I'm very upset because we tied if we'd won RCW would have won the show only if you had your tight partner there huh yeah, well, Ben decided it would be fun to put the guy that I have to defend my title against at the anniversary show in two weeks against me. You know what I find funny Thanks. about that? Nothing has changed about that Rasher. Because he used to do that shit to me all the fucking time. Oh, so you're saying that he's just like acting out against me because he's got heat with you? No, we're cool. He just used to do that shit to me all the time. He was like, oh yeah, here, I'm going to be your tag partner and and all this shit. You should have known it's all been you're just a pawn to get to Shane for him. Oh, so he's just trying to piss me off into getting Shane to come back? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. He needs the Carpet City drawback. Well, it doesn't matter because in two weeks I'm going to break the hearts of the city of Chatsworth by beating Brent Banner and keeping my belt. So That's hard to do when they already live there. So their hearts are already broken. Bold of you to assume they have hearts. They all have the same family tree. So there's that. Love you, Chatsworth. Chatsworthless, more like it. Ooh. To tell you what, like if I had to, if like I had to risk pissing my pants or stopping in Chatsworth just to take a piss, I'd 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 piss. I don't know. I don't like stopping. It's true. I've seen this man piss himself a lot. <laughs> to to keep from pissing in Chatsworth, absolutely. So let's uh let's shift over to the SCI. Will was there. Will was at SCI. Will, give us your impressions from the weekend. Well, so night one to SCI was already a pretty spicy start to things. Kick things off with Bobby Flacco and Rico Gonzalez, who had an absolute fucking banger. But who would have expected otherwise when you have Bobby and Rico in the ring together? Was Bobby able to get his bike into the TW arena? Yes. Nice. Yeah, no, he's... So, last few times he's driven it down the ramp, but this time he came through the front door. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Actually, feels like that'd be a little bit more complicated though, because that's a tight turn between the uh, the ticket yep. desk and yeah. the front door. Yep, but he oh, did that. Still. Whereas Rico did his run down the ramp. Great match. Second match on the card, they followed it up by going the complete opposite direction and had a quote unquote ICW no holds barred rules match between Sawyer Wreck and John Wayne Murdoch. Oh, I saw clips of this. It was nuts. They stabbed each other with meat skewers, get gusset plate, headbutted each other, doors, chairs. Um, I don't think anyone actually used light tubes. Oh no, John grabbed light tubes and acted like he was going to use them, and then he threw them in the corner and was like, fuck that. Was it there also that, I saw that clip where they did the, um, like, uh, Seamus's fucking... Uh, rope spot with the with the crutch and the crowd count along with that 
Yeah. It was it was a fun it was very quick, but it was a fun hardcore brawl. And we had Adam Priest versus Shazza McKenzie. That was for me the low point of the night. It was a, overall a very match that happened. Okay, then we need to say no more about that. Move along. But next up, we had Landon Hale and Eli Knight. Yo, the good. I heard that match fucked. That match fucked. Friend of the podcast. Good ass match. That was. Mm, I don't know. That may have been one of the one of the matches of the night, if not the match of the night for night one. Well, it was Landon Hill, for fuck's sake. Of course it was. It was fucking nuts. Landon busted the back of his head open pretty gnarly very early in. He ended up having to get staples, which we'll follow up on those staples later. Is he good, though? Is he okay? I guess you'll have to stay tuned to find out. Well, I'm not going All right. anywhere for a while. So, though, next up we had the past versus the the present. BK Westbrook versus Action Mike Jackson. Okay. That was a quality fucking match with BK getting the win to advance, as we all knew he would. It was... Good, goofy, fun. Exactly what you would expect that matchup to be. And then followed by the, after a full year's worth of build, Jaden Newman versus Shug D. And what everyone thought, here we go, this is the big payoff. No, fuck you, see you at 10 years strong. Because they had a great match. They are beating the shit out of each other. Jaden was definitely making out with that pole a good bit. His eye got fucked up. And the finish was Suge tearing the canvas off of the ring to the exposed wooden boards. And they ate a superplex off of that. And both got counted. I guess counted out whenever they don't stand up. It's, yeah, it's a standing 10 count. So we get a, we get Tyler's favorite finish. No, no so they were both eliminated yeah. in the first round, and then they announced that whoever wins the scramble on night two will take their place in the tournament. Goofy finish to a really good match, but I understand. Got to draw it out to the anniversary show that's just around the corner. Oh. But still, overall, high quality shit. And then, of course, good old dear friend of the podcast, Tankerton versus Timothy Thatcher. Tankerton? <laughs> Tankerton was beating the shit out of Thatcher and vice versa. I may or may not have seen a tooth fly out of his mouth. That I 
everyone in the crowd was swearing up and down, no, that is not gum, that is a tooth. But overall, good, goofy, fun match. Way exceeded my expectations of how I thought it would go going into it. That just sounds like another day at the office to Thatch, though, don't it? I mean, for Thatcher, yes. It's definitely out of the recent norm for Tank to go in against someone like Thatcher. Well, because wasn't wasn't Tank's big match at one of the ones a couple years ago was him and uh, Riddle, wasn't it? Yep. Well, they just yeah. like giving giving that shit to Tank. That's awesome. It was dope. It was a good ass match. But then that brings us into night two, which or. Sorry, getting ahead of myself. We had in the morning the future showcase tournament. Yeah, who came out top there? That was a good ass tournament. So round one, we kick off with Chris Brady, who I believe was a West Coast name. Pretty solid high flyer. Versus fancy Ryan Clancy. Eddie Graham would have loved this kid. Eddie Graham would have shit bricks to have this kid in championship wrestling from Florida. I'm already in on the dude because he's a little. But really solid, like fundamental based technical guy. And who was the third in that one? Fuck. Oh, it's the futures were big. God damn, Dave. The biggest and Davest wrestler around. Yes. Large fucking David. Big Dave was so fucking over, y'all. He was the biggest baby face of the whole tournament, and he was robbed because Chris Brady stole the win. No! Second round was Ichiban, who was really fucking good on the Thursday show. Wasn't as mind-blowing in this, but granted... He was wrestling Darian on Thursday too, so and they got at least that had to have been at least twenty minutes. But Ichiban came out on top in a three way with Wheezy T and Deblin Macabre, but they're both overall solid. Wheezy T did this one bit where it literally looked like he glitched through the ropes. I was gonna say, wasn't this the match that I saw the uh the little gif? where somebody went for a suicide dive and dude hoofs somebody else up into the air to block the suicide dive. Yes. Because that looked gross. (laughs) It was fucking gross. Final first round was Deadlock Pro Wrestling's Jay Malachi, who, goddamn, that kid's the future. He has all the tools already. He's gonna go far. Versus Rachel Armstrong... Indie Wrestling's resident new favorite child and TWE's very own Cody Manhorn. Once again, our boys got robbed. Rachel Armstrong moved on to finals with Ichiban and Chris Brady, which was overall a really solid match with Rachel Armstrong coming out on top. It was kind of odd seeing Ichiban work heel after being 
His whole thing is basically like El Generico, but even more simplified, and all he says is Ichiban and number one. And, it, and then we'll just go and do some crazy ass flips. Wait, so Cody didn't win that match? No, Cody lost. So all those triple threats he's been doing for the last month didn't help. Was all for naught. Absolutely heartbreaking. But Rachel Armstrong won futures and then would go on to be in the opener for SCI Night 2 with the scramble. Which, that may have been the match of the whole fucking night. Rachel Armstrong, TWE champion Darian Bankston, Bojack, Diego Hill, Rico Gonzalez, because he was supposed to be in the scramble originally, and replacing the unfortunately injured Lobo, get better, was the returning Merc. Nice. He got a massive pop, and... He, you could tell he was all giggly because he was getting a welcome back chant. <laughs> well, as they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder, and it's been, what, three, four months now? Since... Oh, way longer than that. He hasn't been here since the last anniversary show when Derek won the belt. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's been That's, almost... How'd you get miss you if you don't leave? Like... All right, well, Darren Bingston came out on top on this one, right? Yes, he did. Really good match. That was personally my match of the whole night for night two. And then moving things along with round two action, we had Bobby Flacco facing Darian Bingston, who won the scramble. Really good match. Bobby Flacco having a little subtle hints of a heel turn. He was getting... A little bit angry and start going off on Dylan Hales at one point. Well, that's not hard to do. I do that all the time. But overall, really solid match with Darian getting the win and moving on to finals. Next up, we had Manders and Sawyer Wreck. That was a really solid match, and the wrong person won because Manders went to finals. You don't like Manders? I think Manders is a perfectly solid wrestler. He hits hard. He's a great hoss. And he's a he's a cowboy. But guess what? There's like 80,000 dudes identical to him. That's very opinion. And there's, there's not enough that stands out of the pack of cowboy wrestlers that throw mean lariats for me to latch on to him for but I mean he has good matches Shane you should get him for Ram Ranch <laughs> what so you should get Manders for Ram Ranch cowboy for your agent <laughs> it's hit right down right in down there the hey Ram Ranch has got a good show coming up Ram Ranch uh, is for everybody it really is but moving along, we had freshly stapled Landon Hale taking on BK Westbrook in what was exactly what you would expect, a good high-flying banger. BK was punching the fuck out of the back of his sta- his stapled head. As one does. As one does, but it wasn't enough punches because Landon got the win and made it to finals. 
But then our final, our final round two match, which was also one of the best matches of the whole weekend. Global Force Wrestling's very own Adam Priest versus Timothy Thatcher. I think my favorite thing you said on night one after you got home, you said, uh, Timmy Th- Timothy Thatcher versus Adam Priest going to have me seeing God in the TWE arena. He's not wrong. It was good. It was real good. As one would expect. Yeah. It was not as long as it should have been because they should have given them a full hour. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't want the show to be. As long as Thatcher and Priest say it needs to be. <laughs> I don't know. Because they were cooking in there. And it felt like they... It felt very much like a part one. Like they could do a really good follow-up match. But also, big rub for Adam Priest beating Timothy Thatcher after he has killed two of that building's biggest stars right now in Jaden and Tank back-to-back. Had a really neat little four-way tag before the finals. That was a lot of good, goofy fun featuring mostly people from the Futures tournament tagging and then the Skulk, who I wasn't super familiar with them other than I'm 99% sure that Fox trained them. But I was a Fox, baby. They are a very fun tag team. Their entrance is long as fuck. Because they had also done a bit night one where they just made their entrance. And it lasted like at least five minutes. And they just keep arguing with the crowd. And then they get cut off. And Scott is just like, y'all need to leave. And then they just do their entrance again. But this time they actually got a match and won. So... Grand total, their entrance music had to have been playing between two days for like at least a good 15 minutes. Also, it's like the old Paul London on the Indies thing where he'd come out and take 20 minutes to get to the ring. Basically. Let's fucking go. But then we have the finals. Darian Bengston, the TWE champion, versus Adam Priest, the action champion, versus Landon Hale, the medical school champion versus (laughs) 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 the cornbread fed champion as far as I read mayors won the uh, the SCI do you agree with that decision no not at all why not all I personally do not agree with even Manders making it out of round one. I think that should have been Noah's big win. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. But I... It's not what I would have gone with, but especially the next day looking back, I don't mind it as much as I did in the moment. But all of Manders' matches were matches that I don't think Manders should have won because I don't think 
I think Noah should have beat him. Sawyer for sure should have beat him. She's way too over in there for how little she even comes down here. They love Sawyer Wreck. Because I thought for sure she was going to make finals. Now I'm a Sawyer Wreck fan. But personally, I think that they should have gone with Priest or Landon for this year. I was hoping Priest would win it, personally. You could make a case for Darian. Darian, yes, but from a blank slate, like with everyone in round one, it should have been Shug. I don't agree with the no contest, and I think that should have been Shug's year. Yeah, but I know one person who would have agreed with that no contest. Each Tom Hitler would. <laughs> <laughs> Shay was just waiting. You're welcome for that segue, buddy. Takes his moments. I set him up for that one. Uh, overall impressions of the SCI this year, Will? Though, would you? How would you grade it? Uh, my favorite one I've attended so far. Yeah, it was a really fucking good show, top to bottom. They got thrown a lot of last second curveballs with cancellations and injuries, with Alan Angel's last second pulling out and Rico stepping up and doing double duty with the scramble and round one Lobo getting hurt the day before with a really bad looking injury to his knee and then Merck coming in last second which was a really good surprise but overall all the matches were really solid there was some worry that Thatch wouldn't make it because apparently he'd uh he got a pretty decent concussion like a few days before or the week. Oh yeah, yeah. That was um. Where was that at? Was that a GCW event? It may have been. I want to say it was. A I GCW don't know. But I remember some some scuttlebutt in the fucking locker room about that, and they're like, "Oh God, he may not be here." Yeah, he was pretty badly concussed in that match. That they stopped the match. No, it was MLW. It was MLW. It was where it was at. Never ever. Never mind, I did hear a little bit about that. All right, let's move along to Will's favorite segment then. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around. Boys and girls, gather around. It's time for the MVPs of the week. So, we're starting off MVP of the week with none other than TWE's very own Darian Bingston. I think he absolutely showed out SCI weekend. But I give MVP to, of the week to him. I give it to baby boy Cody Manhorn. Because goddamn, he showed out. He had match of that whole show with that triple threat. He was doing a lot of the legwork for that triple threat. Especially because you could definitely tell that Rachel was trying to conserve as much energy as possible, having to do three matches in the span of a few hours. And then over on TV side of things... That boy, Leo Rush, he's the ex-division champion. Love to fucking see it. 
Yad, who's your MVP of the week? Uh, my MVP this week is going to go Josh Alexander. I'm just glad he's back from injury, and uh, him being an impact makes everything much more exciting. He didn't even do anything. That don't count. Don't care. He is back from injury. All that matters. Do anything. That was so adversarial, Will. He didn't even do anything. Shane? Um... My MVP of the week. Hold on. Let me uh move my screen back over here on to this one. <laughs> we were just talking about that great action this weekend and was list. Which speaking of action from this weekend, you can hear even more about it on Gaijinagogo where we cover the opening of G1 Climax. Oh, my MVP of the week, and I'm going to steal it from uh, Jake, is me. <laughs> you didn't do anything either. I did do. I got a new job. Yo! I'm giving myself. That's right. MVP of the week because I worked very hard to get there. So, And you love to see it. Good thing to happen. I'm happy for you, buddy. I, I, like, I like seeing everybody do well. I revoke your MVP of the week and give it to Tai Chi instead for beating Will Ospreay. You can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's it for MVP of the week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm I'm just out. You're just strong arming me on this one. We all really it's no. We can't have two no. people giving it to themselves. Yeah, you're gonna give it to yourself. No, it wasn't. Shane already did your bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I watched the need for you to all right, okay, then you're gonna take my bit. Go. No, I'm not it's my bit. You took it, but like no. <laughs> I was gonna No, I was saying you could take my bit of being called oh. and adding something great to the MVPs of the week. All right. Well, I have two. I have one for a community and then one for a body part. The community MVP is going to the cast and crew and everyone down at RCW for pulling off the Versus show on Saturday. Because I know that's probably a metric pain in the ass to do. Getting people there. Getting people in agreeable positions and and pulling some shit off like that. Because everybody knows wrestling egos are possible to fucking deal with. And it's a headache that I would never want to fucking. We do so everybody involved get you in agreeable positions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one for agreeable positions. I always got to be over. But yeah, everybody that was involved in that show on Saturday and chats were a great job. Everybody that promoted everything, you know, th- there wasn't. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Froze. He's tight right as well. Great. He froze. Oh, you did. I did. Yeah, you were froze like this. Oh. Well, anyway, everybody at RCW from this past Saturday, you get the you get the award. Everybody gets a gold star. And then I want to also give my secondary MVP of the week to the back of my head for not getting wanged hard enough for 
for me to be able to get through the last part of that match because Jesus. You heard it here, folks. Jake Murphy shoots on Landon Hale for having a weak back of his head. Damn. Well, he, he got punched. I just fell on put, put in the gunshots. He's coming for SCI finalist. <laughs> well, he got he he got punched in his. I just got wanked on mine. No, I think he just ate shit on concrete. Yeah, that, that does it. JD's an expert. Yeah. I thought Very he was next when you eating eating feet to the face, even though we all warned him about that ahead of time. Yeah, there's an expert thing. of that too. I'm just an expert of getting hurt. If there's two things Tyler loves to eat, it's feet and shit. Tyler does put his foot in his mouth a lot, so yeah, I, I can see that. We're back in your fees this week with a uh, trial. Yeah, that was uh, fun. So uh, keep on the lookout for that. Till then, Jake, what do you need to do? Give me my fucking check. <laughs>